Robert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. All right, boys and girls, we are back for the Colorado pregame episode where we are going to talk about your Houston Dynamo versus the Colorado Rapids. It's going to happen on May 15th in Colorado at Fallis Sporting Goods Park. That means dicks. And here's what you guys got to know going into this matchup. It's an important one. Colorado have won two in a row. We have not lost since Portland. And we will be looking to continue that trend this weekend. So in 2020, we played Colorado twice. A one-to-one draw and a two-to-one loss because Diego Rubio had a stoppage time goal to secure the victory for Colorado. That's been the story of the Houston Dynamo for years now. Stoppage time goals, goals in the last 10 to either piss away a victory or piss away a draw. And overall, Colorado are 12, 10, and 10 against us, which means they have won more games than we have against them. They're also undefeated in their last three against us, but that doesn't matter for us. We are coming to Colorado, and we are looking to come back with one to three points. End of story. So let's look at season statistics. The Dynamo have six goals, while the Rapids have five. The Rapids have 60 shots versus our 59. We allow 14 shots per game. Colorado allows 10 and a half. Colorado, however, allows 22 shots on goal this year versus our 18. Colorado also allow around five shots on goal per game to our four. Now, fouls-wise, we have them beat 60 to 53. And fouls called on the other team, we've had 72 fouls for us and 40 for Colorado. Colorado has two clean sheets, and our boy Marco Marich has one, which he just got. For Sporting KC, who we slapped up a little bit, right? So Colorado is going to look to extend their winning streak to three games. Uh, They've earned seven points in their first four games, and it's the best start to their season since 2016, when they finished second overall and made it to the Western Conference Finals. The last two weeks have come from two impressive goals, one from Diego Rubio and one from Kellen Acosta, who I absolutely love. I think Acosta is really fucking good. Defensively, Colorado has two clean sheets in four games. They picked up four clean sheets in all of 2020, so they're already halfway to last season's total. Now, looking at the Colorado injury report, winger Brian Galvan and right back Stephen Betashore are supposed to be out. So there's two guys down for them. Don't get too excited. We also have players out. William Yarborough has started every game this season, and he started over for uh, that former first choice keeper, Clint Irwin, since Irwin came back to Colorado in 2019. So look for Yarborough in goal with his two clean sheets in four matches. Diego Rubio is the player to watch against us. He has three goals in his career, including in the two to one win last season. So Colorado started the year poorly. They're looking to bounce back and continue their winning ways. Typically, they're going to line up in a 4-3-3, but, and I mean but, because sometimes that 4-3-3 changes into what looks like a 3-5-2. When right back Keegan Rosenberry drops in to be the third center back and left back Sam Vines can get high into the attack. So they go from you know, a back four to a back three. And they push two up into the midfield. Sam Vines missed the first two games. 
Those two first two games were a tie and a defeat. Since Sam Vines has been back, Colorado have won two in a row. The return of Vines has allowed Kellen Acosta to move back to that box-to-box midfield role rather than stand in at left back, which unfortunately for us is bad news because Acosta is very talented. Acosta returned to his role last week, and he scored uh, a contender for goal of the week against Minnesota United. Another guy that's been big this year for Colorado is Cole Bassett. Uh, They didn't really start to turn things around until Bassett came in for Eunice Namli. Bassett has found himself out of a starting position because the midfield is crowded, right, which we as Dynamo fans know. And Colorado can only play three of their four best options those options being Price, Acosta, Namley, or Bassett. So last year, Namley, who Bassett replaced, was playing in a wing position, which that allowed Bassett to uh, to make runs into the box and attempt to score from the midfield. The addition of Michael Barrios to Colorado has pushed Namley into more of a central role and kind of ousted Bassett from a starting position. But Bassett is one to watch coming off the bench. We know Michael Barrios is pretty dangerous. He's very, very fast, very talented player. Given the spark that uh, Bassett brought to the game, do not be surprised if he gets a start. Now, I know Colorado have had a week off, but if Namley isn't fully recovered or he's not feeling up to snuff, don't be surprised to see Cole Bassett slot into that 4-3-3. So potential-wise, potential Colorado Rapids starting lineup. You're going to have Yarborough in goal. Rosenberry, Wilson, Trusty, and Vines on the back line. Also a big fan of Austin Trusty. Very fast center back, very talented young American player. Midfield, you're going to have a, probably Acosta, Price, and Lewis. And then uh, Bassett, Barrios, and Rubio up front. That might be a little wrong. So you should see Yarborough, Rosenberry, Wilson, Trusty, Vines, Acosta, Price, Lewis, Bassett, Barrios, and Rubio. I hope that's 11 and I didn't actually miscount and list 12. If they play with 12 guys, we're in fucking trouble. So for Houston... The biggest thing going into this match is going to be the fact that we played on Wednesday. We're on the road, and we're playing at 5,146 feet elevation. That is going to be very difficult. Playing at that elevation is the same as coming to a hot-weather climate like Houston. It creates a very, very distinct home field advantage. You cannot change altitude. It's going to wear your players out. It's going to be a tough one this week, so hang in there. Do not be surprised if we don't press as much. Definitely don't be surprised if we sit back. We'll see. So this year, we've won two, drawn two, and lost once. We picked up wins versus Sporting KC in San Jose. We tied with LAFC in Dallas. And we lost to Portland in a match that we all know we could have walked away with the result. Now, despite this pretty impressive run of teams, we've played a bunch of good teams. We've scored in every single game, right? Yeah, we've scored in every single game. Nobody has managed to keep a clean sheet against us. However, our only game where we scored twice was in the opener against San Jose. Now, our scoring chances have been spread around with Pasher, Fafa, Memo, and then Maxi leading the team with two goals. By the way, I've been rough on Maxi the past couple weeks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. He's, he's picked it up. He scored a second goal. He's got two goals in five matches. That's not too bad. If he plays 30 matches, two every five, he'd end up with 12 goals. So right now, Maxi's on pace for double-digit goals. So maybe we can back off him just a little bit. Don't be surprised to see Maxi come out at halftime this week. So we got our second win of the season on Wednesday. Uh, Colorado have won their last two games in a row by one goal. Now, guys, we know last year was tough. Okay, we finished with 21 points out of 23 games. And right now, we are on the come up. We are doing some good things in Houston, even with our goodwill payroll. So we're sitting fourth place in the West. We got eight points. And we all know that those eight points could be 10 if the LAFC call was offsides. But can't live in the past. Got to look towards the future. We have shown that we can keep up with these elite teams. But we have not been able to boss people around throughout 90 minutes. We play in spurts. We are counterattacking and we rely on our speed. Last year, we led the league in draws with nine. So far here this year, we have two. What does that mean? Well, if they're at home, not a lot. If, if they're at home, a lot. We don't want to drop points at home. At home, we need to be counting on an average of two points per game. If we tie every road match, that's fine. Let us average a point on the road. That's all we need. So last year, we pissed away 18 points from draws. That could have moved us into the top four of the Western Conference if those draws had been wins. If half of those draws are wins, we make the playoffs. So we've had to rely mostly on individuals. Once we get into the attacking final third, it's individual talent. It's Tyler Pasher. It's Fafa. It's Maxi. It's uh, Memo. You know, Memo's done some good things. So... What's going on injury-wise with our club, our one and only club? Junqua and Bartlow are still going to be out. Sam is taking a long time to recover from his injury, and this is probably not the week you want to try and come back, not with the altitude. Tyler Pasher is also not fully fit. We do not know if we're going to see him. We did hear that he trained. I hope we see him. I hope we see him and he's healthy. I would expect uh, Minor Figueroa to make an appearance and make a start next to Tim. Tim's not coming out. I also anticipate seeing Fafa Pico once again. Oh, man, it's going to be it's going to be tough if we don't get a lot of good rotation. So, up top, you know you're going to see Maxi. We we can expect that. The question is how long. If you look at the subs versus KC, Maxi came out at the 69th minute for Christian, obviously trying to get some rest. Now the one game this year, here's a fun fact, where we led in possession, we lost. Every other game, we have been counterattacking in transition, and we've gotten a result. The loss has come when we had more possession. That was against Portland. So, hey, Finister, you've talked a lot now for nine minutes or something. How, how do you think we are going to lines up versus the Rapids? Well, we're going to see Marich in goal. We're going to see Adam Lundqvist. I'm pretty sure we're going to see Figueroa and Parker along with his Eric Ballantine. Now in the midfield, I'm expecting to see Joe Corona, Darwin Saren, and Derek Jones. Uh, you have to have some rotation. I think rotating Figueroa in, I think rotating in Darwin Saren, and here's my sleeper pick up top. I think you're going to see Lassiter, Maxi, and Fafa. I think this is a good match to get Lassiter in. So based on my lineup, you're going to see three changes. You're going to see Lasseter come in, Darwin Saran come in, and Figueroa come in to start. 
Could it be more? Yes. Well, who would it be? It could be Jose Pizama for Valentin. That would make sense. You could see Memo stick up top. Uh, you could also see Darwin Quintero for Lasseter or Fafa. We have some options. How many options do we have? Legitimate options to play? Three to five. So I rotated three in. Now, my prediction for this match. Ooh, I, I 100% think that we are going to be playing for a draw. I think we're going to see a defensive lineup. I think we're going to see a pressing in the beginning of the match. I think we're going to see pressing at the end of the first half, start of the second half, and depending on how the match is going at the end of the game, you might see a press again. I think you're going to see us sit back a little bit more, play a little bit more long ball over the top, and we rely on the front three to get up there and create something in midfielder or two to run into the box for the cross or to putbacks. So I think this is a tough one, guys. Like, don't go into this with your cocks out thinking like, oh, we're going to fucking, we're going to bend over Colorado and we're going to give it to them like they weren't expecting. No, that's, that's probably not going to happen. They've had a week off. We've had three days of rest and we have to travel and we have to go to mile high altitude. That does not bode well for our boys. I do think that two or more goals will be scored. I could see this game ending in a 1-1 draw. I think that if we're able to get on the board early and first, that we are going to sit back. Hey, are you guys going to park the bus? I, I don't know. I could see it happening. Getting a one-goal lead, parking the bus, and playing for playing to protect that lead. Yeah, one nothing football is boring, but three points are three points. That's the best-case scenario. We get up early, or we get important Colorado players into foul trouble. The Acostas, the Trusties, the Barrios, whoever. Kellen Acosta is dangerous as hell. So to get him in foul trouble, to go after him, that's going to be important. And that's going to, he's, you know, Derek Jones is our version of him. Derek Jones looked really good last match. Now he's got three days to turn it around. Are we going to see him? I don't know. It's going to be a tough one, man. So let's talk about some listener questions. My favorite part of the show. Christopher from Twitter asks, or kind of states, going to be a rough match. Several of our players have played 90 minutes twice this week, and now going away from home to a high-altitude Colorado match. How do you think Tab will balance that? First of all, from what I've read, Tab is not going to balance that. It'll be Omid Namazi filling in for Ramos, because as far as I've seen, there's nothing about his red card appeal yet. The red card was bullshit. He shouldn't have gotten it. It's ridiculous. He should be coaching. So I think the loss of Tab Ramos, I think everything that Christopher listed, the fact that our, we've relied on 16 players throughout the year so far. That's it, 16. We're going to have to see rotation and we're going to have to adjust the game plan in order to not wear our guys down. We're still we're in match day six come Saturday. So we have 32 more to go. We don't want to blow our load early. You don't want to prematurely, you know, blow it. So, yes, and the altitude is going to be a factor, 100%. Rushan from Twitter asks almost the same thing as Christopher. Is there an altitude component to this game? Yes, Commerce City is over 5,100 feet elevation. So, story time. When I went to college the first time, where I went to school was at over 7,000 feet elevation. It's in a lovely little place in Arizona called Flagstaff. Lovely place, check it out. So my first week there, 18, I'm an idiot. I'm still an idiot, but I'm an 18-year-old idiot, which is way worse. Uh, we'd go out and we'd party. And I would tell you what, after two beers at 7,000 feet elevation, I 
felt like I drank a six pack. It was great. It was fantastic. Now, you can also get this thing called altitude sickness. This is a real thing because this girl we were partying with, she got it and she ended up in the hospital. Now, I'm a dickhead and I didn't go to the hospital, but my roommate who was really trying to hit it, he never did, was like at the hospital. Pretty sure he got friend zoned after that. But that elevation is no joke. 5,100 feet or 7,000. It is no joke. It's an adjustment. You're going to be gassed. You're going to be winded. You have to adjust your game plan and your rotations to accommodate that. Otherwise, we're going to be dead ass tired by minute 65 or 70, and they're going to run wild all over our ass. Colorado, any Colorado team, in my opinion, they have the best home field advantage. The only way you can emulate altitude sickness and change in altitude is to go train somewhere where the altitude is equal. Could you imagine playing a team from Mexico City? Holy shit. They're even higher than 5,100. Now, Rushan from Twitter also asks, if Tab Ramos may not be present, who may take a sort of leadership role? I kind of covered this already. It'll be Omid Namazi. He's expected to slate in. But, guys, where does the real leadership come from on our team? Two people that I've noticed. Zarek Valentin, Timmy Parker. That's where our leadership comes from. So Tab might not be on the sideline, but you can bet that Omid Namazi is going to be checking his phone one of the assistants is going to be getting texts. He's going to be doing what Tab Ramos would do. So we're still going to see Tab's fingerprints all over this matchup. But in a time like this, the players on the field, they have to be the coaches on the field. They have to be your leaders. So overall, my guesses, my predictions, I predict you're going to see we're going to look like we're out of shape. And we're not, but three days of rest, travel, a mile high altitude. We're going to look slower. We're going to look like we don't know what we're doing. That's all right. That's all right. A lot of teams do that in Colorado. But I'm not expecting us to win on Saturday. I'm not. My fingers and toes are crossed for a draw. Now, can we win? Yes, we can win. We can win any week versus any team versus any club. But will we win this week? Man, if I was to bet money, I would not bet that we would. This is going to be a tough one. Colorado is on fire. They got two wins in a row. They've had key players return. They have a week of rest. We have three days. MLS, why would you do this? This is stupid. This is a dumb thing to do. This is not a good scheduling method. Protect your teams. Now, had Colorado played Wednesday and we had a week of rest, that's a different story. I would still say I don't expect a win, but I would definitely be expecting a draw. In this match, I'm, I'm expecting us to not get a result. I'm expecting us, unfortunately, to not win this game. I definitely think we can come out of there with a point, and that's got to be our goal, but you got to play for the win early on, try to get that lead, and then protect it. But again, what do I know? I'm just some dumbass that has a podcast. I don't know a lot. I know what I watch. I know what I read. I, I know that time management is important when it comes to soccer, football, any sport with a clock. Oh, <laughs> clock. Boys and girls, that's been it. Houston Dynapod Podcast, Colorado Rapids pregame show. We'll be watching from home probably. Maybe the bar, but I don't know. Probably home. Kind of broke this week. Been busy with the bitches. So like us, share us, rate us, review, subscribe. You can support. That'd be awesome. Shout out to my lone contributor, DJG. I've asked my mom three times, like, are you DJG? Are you the one giving me money every month? But uh, if you like the show and you want to see it grow and um, take on more of a more advertising role, become a contributor. Sign up. I'll give you a shout out. It's fine.
If not, it's cool too, man. I appreciate the listens. So that's been it. I'm Finister. This is your pregame. Let's go up there to Colorado. Let's slap them around just enough to get a point, hit the dispensaries, and then get back on the plane. Could you imagine the entire Dynamo Club if they'd eaten edibles? Which one do you think would be just like stoned out of their mind? Which one of them would be the fun one? Who's the fun stoned Dynamo player? I can tell you who I think is not the fun one. That's Marco Marich. Marco always looks like he's uptight. He does. He always looks angry. The fun one. The fun one. I bet Memo would be fun. I bet Memo would be a fun little pothead. Who else? Who else? Not Parker. Timmy would be like, nah, my body's a temple. I bet you uh, Quintero parties hard. I bet you he goes right past the marijuana. Trying to get that yayo. Who would be the club drug dealer? Hmm. I bet it was Palomino. That's why they sent him to Charleston. Palomino was the uh, the plug for the club, right? The young kid. He's hip. He's got all the he's got all the leads. He's got all the hookups. Yeah, Marcelo's got the best shit in town. Anyway, enough of my nonsense. Get out to the club. Excuse me. Get out to the bar. Support the team. Pitch twenty five. Uh, Surge is doing a watch party at Eureka Heights, which is great because then you can try. The beer that's named for the Surge, which is Citrus Surge, which is great. So I'm Finister. This is your pregame. Let's go up there, slap them around. Let's steal their uh, their Baja jackets and their hacky sacks. Get a point, come back to Houston. Kick some ass and go Dynamo. Albert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. 